This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to Squarespace.com and use offer code MILK01. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have it. Today, we are talking about bacon. What's that? I've never heard of it. It's it's the gateway meat. It's, it uh, is. That's true. It's everybody's kind of favorite food meat-related product. Everybody's favorite food everybody's meat. Everybody's yes. <laughs> favorite food meat. It's also, uh, it's also very trendy. Uh-huh. Uh, I, people I'm like just going to sit here and, and see how like far you go with this. People like to put it in all kinds of stuff, like chocolate. Like their mouth. Like their mouth. Mouth. Oh, right. The bacon chocolate. Are yeah. we, we going to just jump right into the bacon chocolate bar? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Let's backtrack. You know, let's start this show like every show. Let's talk about our youths. Yes. Let's talk about our youths. <laughs> the, um, the bacon we, of our, our youths. Our misspent youth. Um, we are we are the youth gone wild. We were, I, Iris and I were just listening to some Skid Row songs. Oh wow! So I love eighteen in life. Remember yesterday, walking hand in hand. Um, um, you know, I remember you. Yeah, is that the song where he rhymes kiss with kiss? It absolutely is. Yes, yes. I was <laughs> yeah. just noted it, noting that yesterday. It is the worst, I but it's great. Loved Sebastian Bach. <laughs> I had yes. such a crush on him. Have you seen more recent photos of him? Yeah, yeah, not, it's, not good. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> Um, all right. Okay. Um, so, but I bet um, the possibly, bacon of our youth. possibly he ate too much bacon. Maybe. Um, and uh, so, yeah, the bacon of my youth, uh, I think it was probably frequently uh, Oscar Mayer brand or another national brand uh, that was on sale at the supermarket. And, uh, you know, um, as far as kind of junk meat goes, supermarket bacon is among the best. The bacon of my childhood was also, I believe, Oscar Mayer bacon. I mean, I don't think it ever even like occurred to me, or I suppose occurred to my parents, like the thought of buying like bacon at the butcher shop or something. That yeah, we, we just didn't do that. I don't know that we went shopped at a butcher shop. I don't think we did either. It seems sort of novel. Although Crescent Market, I think we've talked about Crescent Market I on think the we show have, before. Yeah. Um, Crescent Market was this wonderful shop. 
uh, kind of neighborhood grocery, and they have a, a butcher shop, or they had. I think Crescent Market is gone now. Was it near the Chinese restaurant where Sean Cassidy worked? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, um, anyway. Yeah. So, um, you know, all this said, though, I don't remember loving bacon as a kid. Like, I remember eating it, but I don't remember it being like a thing. I remember loving it. I mean, I don't remember it being like a major cultural force the way it is today, um, but I don't think I really had much of a concept of major cultural forces that didn't involve action figures. <laughs> you mean you didn't know like the definition of the word zeitgeist? That's right. Um, no, I, prob- I probably did. I was a pompous kid. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, so yeah, so you know, it was thin, thin sliced uh, supermarket bacon, like it, crispiness is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, crispy, salty, that's pretty much all there is to it. So, so do you have a preference now between thin and thick? I like them both. Um, and I, I feel like I like them, I like them like at different times and, uh, for different purposes. <laughs> um, I mean, usually for eating, but, uh, okay. Uh, usually but, for eating, you know, sometimes, sometimes I want, you know, sometimes I want something that that's uh, thin and crispy, kind of like a, a, uh, the equivalent of a, of a Lay's potato chip in meat form. And sometimes I want something that I can really gnaw on. I, I agree with you. Although most of the time I want a thick piece. Mm-hmm. I love, um, there's something about the meaty part of a, a thick slice of bacon that reminds me of like just great ham. Yeah, you know, that kind of chew of a good slice of ham. I do, and we have we have some bacon in the oven right now, oh, warming man, it's up. It's about and to start smelling real good up in here. Hey, speaking of which, can we talk about the word rasher? Yes, definitely. I love the word rasher. It's but terrific. Is a rasher of bacon? Is it just like what we would call a slice? I think it's just what we would call a slice. Um, I uh, I believe I was once toying with a, a subtitle for a book that would be um, the book was going to be like called uh, Unexplained Bacon: A Series of Rasher Decisions. <laughs> oh, that's so great! Um, don't look for that book; it doesn't exist. But uh, if you want to steal the title, be my guest. So, do you like your bacon smoky? I do, uh, and uh, we've talked. I think we've talked about Newski's bacon on the show before. And I should I should disclaim at this point, and it's impossible to do this uh, without without bragging that uh, uh, after after my book Hungry Monkey came out, in which I talked about how much I like Newski's bacon, Newski sent me a free box of bacon. You which is are such a so bragger! Awesome, yeah. Free but, box of bacon? Yeah, it was like five pounds of bacon. Oh my God! Are you still working your way through that? No, it's long gone. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they sent thin, they sent thick, um, it's just, they sent pepper bacon. Oh, we should we should talk about pepper bacon. Um, uh, what was the question? Smokiness. So Newski's <laughs> Newski's is one of the smokiest bacon's out there, and you know, for a lot of people, it is too smoky. I think it's just I have fine. A confession: It's too smoky for me. Uh, you can blanch it, but then why wouldn't you what just buy another? What is the point yeah. then of buying Newski's? Yeah, Newski's is a little smoky for me. I like a, uh, one of the bacon's we're going to taste today is double smoked, um, and I think it's delicious. But I like a bacon that's on the less smoky, kind of sweeter end of things. Do you know what double smoked means? Because no, I, I don't. I don't know if they like I leave don't. it in I was there twice as that long. If I said or... that that you would jump in and explain what it. Well, what it I meant. imagine like you know they uh, they smoke it like regular, and then you know they set it aside, and they're like you know. We could smoke that again and see what happens. Do you think it's like a double stuff Oreo? Do you think they cram double <laughs> double the smoke into it? Hey, can we just backtrack and talk about something really quickly? Of course. So bacon, is it always smoked? And if it's not smoked, then is it like pancetta? I feel like if it's not smoked, you should probably call it something else. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I think I think smoke is so integral to the taste that we think of as bacon. And is bacon um, always cured? So you know, like sort of a- allowed to to rest with salt and sugar. Yeah, I think it's always both of those things. Okay. I mean, you know, it's it's one of these wordplay things that we always get into. Um, yeah, sure, probably you can get away with calling something else bacon, but what's the point? Have you ever made bacon? Uh, I have made. Cured. I was trying to find a way to say Macon bacon. Ah, oh, oh, oh like that, like that. Pass the pigs game. No, do you know that game? Well, no, what's that game? Oh, it's the um, it's the game where you roll two dice, but the dice are little plastic pigs, and depending on what positions they fall in, you get points. And one of the positions is called Macon bacon. <laughs> you can probably imagine what it's like. I can. So, uh, yeah, have I ever been involved in Macon bacon? Figuratively, yes. Literally, <laughs> I have. I have made a, a like a cured pork belly, but I have never. I, I've never smoked anything. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, well, meats. <laughs> wow, the truth comes out. I always wonder. Did you inhale? I did. I inhale bacon. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I definitely I've, need to at some point talk about bacon showing up in everything. Yes. Like, are there places where bacon shouldn't go? Well, let's uh, let's save that okay, question okay, until after we get to have some actual bacon we, on the table can we here. Eat because some bacon? We, we this timer is about to go off. The the smell of bacon is I'm, permeating I'm the studio. I'm for bacon. I <laughs> it is definitely time to take a break. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code MILK01. Yeah, and if you've ever tried to build a website with any other tool, you're going to be amazed when you go and sign up for your no credit credit card required free trial on Squarespace. You're going to have something that looks like an awesome website within, like, seconds. And you're not going to have to spend, like, eight hours of your day googling html code to figure out how to build it i i know for a fact because i've done that so here's here's something i want to know from you the listeners we know that some of you have been signing up for and using squarespace because squarespace keeps sponsoring the show and we thank them for that we want to see what you've come up with go to facebook.com slash build milk podcast and post a link to your squarespace website we will we will repost it so uh, all of our uh, facebook fans will get to see it and, uh, you know, we want to see what you came up with. And we should remind you, too, that Squarespace has an amazing support team when you're using them. They uh, they have over 70 employees who are on the customer care team, which is based in New York City. And, Matthew, can we tell them what the care team is called? It's called the Care Bear Lair. Oh, and yeah, that's that's what their office is called, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. That, I think that means that the individual team members are called Care Bears, right? If you tickle their tummies, does, do, like, rainbows come out and stars and stuff? <laughs> rainbows of customer support that uh, strike you directly where your website needs it most. Wow, and all that for only $8 a month and a free domain name if you sign up for a whole year. Yep, and if you use the code MILK01, you will get 10% off your first purchase. So go um, sign up for your free trial. Um, It lasts a couple weeks and uh, no credit card is required. Um, Once you sign up, use MILK01 and uh, you know it's good for us, it's good for you. You're going to make a great website. We should also say thank you to Squarespace for making it possible for us to do a third episode this month. I love doing a third episode. Me too. Woohoo! So thank you, Squarespace. So uh, we've got three different kinds of bacon here. Yeah, and I think the point here is not not to like name a uh, crown, crown a king, or queen of bacon, but uh, discussion. Yes, yes. Let's discuss. Let's debate. So let's start with this this here grocery store bacon, which is thin cut. Uh, and this is this is farmland brand. I think of it as kind of your basic. 
goes on sale for four bucks. Grocery store vacant. You cooked this perfectly. Thank you. What does that mean to you? Mm. So to me, it means that it's crispy when your teeth meet it, but it's chewy once you get working on it. Yep, I I agree. I think. You know, I think a lot of people genuinely like what I think of as overcooked bacon to the point where it's like crispy all the way through and uh, the, the sugars are starting to blacken a little. Mm, I don't like that. And I, I've done it so many times. Yeah, I can see like one of these slices here, the ends, I totally, I definitely overcooked. Yeah, yeah. It's very sweet, that grocery store bacon. Yeah. Not terribly smoky. I actually find that to be quite balanced, but I could use more smoke. Yeah, I, I agree. Um I am I am so fastidious about greasy hands. Um, you are I, such a greasy hands queen. I yeah I I would be a terrible grease monkey. Um, when I when I'm cooking something like every Sunday I make French toast as as we discussed on the French toast episode. And you know when you make French toast you you sit there dipping and and flipping the uh, bread in the in the French toast batter. Mm-hmm. And like after every time I touch it, I have to go wash my hands, even though like 30 seconds later I'm going to have my hands in there again. I cannot get over this. I am the Lady Macbeth of French toast. <laughs> now, I really thought this was going to be a really smoky one. Hmm. Um, have we maybe mixed up our bacons? Well, I, th- I guess we'll find out. This one, this one seems not smoky enough. Yeah, it's it's on the sweet side. I love the chewiness. Of yeah, it. I, I do too. Love the like meaty quality. Hmm. I mean, there's there's That's always very a, sweet. There's always such a delicate balance with bacon between. I mean, there's there's so many dualities that you have to navigate. There's the there's the thickness of the bacon. There's there's uh, you know, do you want to cook it so that uh, so that it's crispy or or so that uh, the meaty part retains some chew? Um, is it going to be too smoky? Is it going to be not smoky enough? It's like life itself. Wow, that was so deep, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Now this one just kind of sorry. I was reading the back of a bacon package. I feel like I've got a, a touch of like bacon palette here. Like the, ba- the bacon, mean? the bacon fat is sort of making it hard for me to taste anything. Like, because mm. now I taste this one and it just tastes like pork. What's happening to me? Well, I think that third one is pretty good. I, I still, it could, it could use a little more um, smoke and a little more salt. I think. Hmm. I'm gonna go back to the grocery store bacon. Wow. Definitely getting a lot of diminishing returns here on yeah, the bacon. Yeah. So am I. Weird, isn't it? I never thought about it before. Like, I wonder. You- when you sit down to eat breakfast, if you're going to eat some bacon, how much do you eat? Well, that's that's an interesting question because um, I, I have I've done this exper- unintentional experiment with bacon and also with uh, with chicken satay. That when I cook bacon for the family, I will usually cook two pieces uh, per person, sort of uh, rationing the rashers, if you will. <laughs> um, uh, uh, uh. But if uh, you know, if I go to someone's house and there's like unlimited bacon, which happens. I'll probably eat six if it's thin sliced and four if it's thick sliced. Yeah. No, um, I, I see what you mean. But now that I think about it, it's never it's never that I'm like standing next to the bacon grabbing rasher after rasher of bacon. It's always interspersed with something else, mm-hmm. probably something sweet, probably something less salty, you know, like a pancake or something. Or some scrambled eggs. Or some scrambled kind of the eggs. Perfect foil for bacon. Absolutely. And uh So that's, you kind of get to cleanse your bacon palate. Yeah. So I think maybe um I don't know. It's, it seems kind of crazy to claim that bacon is not meant to be eaten slice after slice since, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure, seems I'm sure it's a pop- Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're, I, I was really excited to, to uh, eat a bunch of, pound a bunch of bacon here. And um, 
you know, I feel like I could stop at this point. Also, we had burgers for lunch, and this is kind of dessert. Weird. I'm just, like, not into this bacon. What's wrong with me? How do you feel about pepper bacon? I'm not a big fan. I've never had pepper bacon. Ah, it looks really good with that coating of pepper around around mm. the the edge. Yeah, I've got an ambivalent relationship with black pepper. Oh, I remember you, you remember mentioning this, about this before. Me? Yes. Yeah. I'm like the, 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 well, I was looking for a Lady Macbeth analogy. I'm like the. You're the, uh, the Ophelia of black pepper. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, no, Ophelia I feel sister. like I, I only want black pepper used in very particular places and I want it freshly ground and I want it, you know, like on a salad or something that I don't, or, or eggs. It, do you think it's just because it's it's like you're reacting to the fact that people put black pepper on everything? No, I just feel like it becomes this pervasive, just pepper flavor. That sounds kind of like what I just said. Shut up. <laughs> um, anyway, so do you do you ever cook it on the stovetop? I know today we cooked it in the oven. Oh yeah, and we should talk about that. I think I think in general the oven is the best way to cook bacon, and the reason is. Um, it's, uh, you don't have to ch- kind of chase it around the pan and smash it down with the back of the spatula or one of those dumb bacon weights. Um, you, uh, it cooks much more evenly in the oven. Um, and, uh, you can cook a bunch of it without, uh, having to get two pans or whatever. Um, and I just, I just put it in for like, you know, 12 to 15 minutes at 375, 400. Um, I do sometimes like uh, the, I think of it as the Marion Cunningham method for cooking bacon. I remember in the breakfast book, she talks about the fact that bacon should be started in a cold pan. Oh, I remember that scene in the breakfast club. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, I find that especially... You couldn't see it just right there, but Molly Molly was flipping me off, giving me the finger exactly like Molly Ringwald in the breakfast club. I was not. Although I'm definitely not above it. Um, No, so especially if I'm cooking with bacon and I need the bacon fat, I find that starting it in a cold pan renders, seems to render more fat to me. Um, Does yeah, that make sense I, from I think a, it, a chemical point of view? Oh, I don't know, but it makes sense uh, based on my experience. When you need like um, bacon bits for a recipe, first of all, do you buy bacos? Um, but secondly, if assuming you don't, do you like cook the whole slice and then crumble it, or do you cut it oh, off yeah. raw and then cook the? Bits? I cannot stand cutting raw bacon. Oh, interesting. I feel Not exactly the fan. opposite really? way. I can't stand crumbling bacon. I feel like it never works out the way I hope. Huh. I guess I don't have that many hopes around crumbled bacon. <laughs> I, mean, I guess I set my standards pretty low. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I it, I feel like it should crumble into little bits at uh, at the merest nudge of my finger, and it, it never does. It doesn't. Um, no, uh, so my feeling is I, I don't like kind of when you hit a, a chunk of, like, fat, raw fat when you're mm-hmm. trying to cut it, and the knife just kind of, like, skids through it. Yeah. Um, I don't mind. I, I, I don't know. I, I just I don't like it. See, I, if I'm going to make something like, I think we've probably talked about Rick Bayless's cowboy beans recipe, mm-hmm. maybe on the bean episode. Um, that has that has uh, you know bacon, small pieces of bacon, uh, not not lardon per se, but that sort of thing. Uh, and if I'm going to make something like that, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut up the bacon raw and throw it in a saucepan. You know, medium high is fine. I think just stir it around until it gets mostly brown. But, but you're talking about a recipe where you then leave the bacon nublets in it. Yeah, nublets. That was the word I was nublets. looking for. Yeah, no, not, I thought not you were talking where I, where about I, bacon bits. Bacon bits you're right. for I, sure. I would cook the whole bacon and then 
crumble. Okay, I, I'm Cowboy with you there. beans, I mean, please, Matthew, do you think I'm going to cook a piece of bacon, fish it out, chop it up, and put it back in? Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. Let's, uh, I want to, I want to wash my hands and then, <laughs> and then we can talk more about cooking with bacon and okay. bacon fat. Hey, so how do you feel about this trend of putting bacon in everything? Well, I, I think it depends on the thing. Um, has it gone too far? Probably. Okay. So let's talk about bacon in some sort of traditional uses. Like how do you feel about bits of bacon in cornbread? Uh, I think it's great. I do it all the time. I don't feel good about that. Interesting. Um, why? I just feel like it, the, for me, part of the texture of cornbread is like this uniform sort of cakey texture, and I don't want nubs in there. But I mean, didn't we do a cornbread episode? We did. We did. Um, and I mean, there's different kinds of cornbread. Do, do I literally want bacon bits in every cornbread that I'm ever going to eat? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> and I'm standing by it. <laughs> no, okay. But more like uh, bacon in chocolate or candied bacon on ice cream. Like bacon the, uh, in ice cream. Vosge Moe's Bacon Bar. Yes. That. Um, I think that's actually pretty good. I think it's pretty tasty, but I don't like it as much as chocolate without bacon. Um, I don't, does anyone, like, do, do you think there are people who taste that and like, you know, this, that's it from now on, all of my chocolate is going to have bacon in it? Maybe not. I feel like I was at some holiday party or something in the Seattle area. I feel like maybe you would have been there too. And somebody I had made like there. Rice Krispie treats with bacon in them or toffee with bacon in it. Yeah. Or- I don't know. Well, there. Uh, my my mom is a big fan of this uh, of the bacon candy. Um, What's bacon candy? It's, it's basically bake, bacon baked with brown sugar on it. Oh, I like that though. Oh, um, but I like I like it with cayenne too. So it's like sweet and hot. It. Uh, I mean, I like things that are sweet and hot, but uh, that, like Lori. That's too. Yeah. <coughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that cough meant. <laughs> um, but uh, I. Uh, uh, but I don't like the bacon candy. It's too sweet for me. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's, I'm not saying bacon isn't a good ingredient. Um, and I think, I think it's fine to keep trying things, putting it in things and see what happens. <laughs> like, will it blend? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, you know, try, try putting it in your, in your gas tank. Uh, will it and, blend? Right. Uh, will it, will it stall? <laughs> will it blend? It's just never going to get old for me. Yeah. Most things will blend. That's that's what I learned from. Yeah, me too. You know, that was a major contribution to human knowledge. <laughs> Basically, everything blends. <laughs> uh, uh, right. Okay. You wanted to talk about uh, bacon fat. Oh yeah. So, do you save your bacon fat? I usually don't. Usually, if I'm going to make a recipe that involves bacon fat, I'll sort of generate it. You'll over just the course, generate. <laughs> <I'll> just, <laughs> <I'll> just, <laughs> it just somehow oozes out of my pores. <laughs> I was wondering, and, and as needed, um, you know, not. I, I don't like to talk about my mutant superpower a lot because you know I, it seems like I'm bragging. But wow, I if I ever needed to borrow your shower, I definitely would not use your loofah. <laughs> Whoa. Uh. Oh, um, but yeah, but like if I'm if I'm making that uh, that cornbread that I'll link to that we made on the cornbread episode uh, that's cooked in in a little bacon fat in a cast iron pan, uh, I'll just cook some bacon beforehand and serve it alongside or crumble it up in the cornbread, and that's where I'll get my bacon fat. How mm-hmm. about you? Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Um, I recently made a Melissa Clark recipe that started with cooking some carrots and onions in bacon fat, and uh, and she advised just starting by cooking some bacon and. 
And I agree. Well, I think, you know, a couple of things. First of all, bacon fat can go rancid fairly easily and also it can burn fairly easily, especially if it's uh, if it came out of a bacon that is cured with some sugar. Um, Gosh, and so I never thought about that. I, you know, I, I think the, the, the idea of things cooked in bacon fat to me is often uh, more alluring than the execution because it's, it's not as versatile a cooking fat as it sounds like. Hmm. I, wow, I had not thought about that. But I mean, on the other hand, if you have some, some, uh, some freshly rendered uh, bacon fat from a bacon that is not too sweet and you don't use too high heat, uh, you know, go yeah, go it. to town. Yeah. Um, Brussels sprouts, great with bacon fat. Potatoes. Yeah, sure. But don't, but don't like roast them in bacon fat at 450 because it will probably burn. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Good to know. I mean, stop doing that. Okay. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm talking to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, <laughs> do you need to d- talk about sweet and hot things again think, and cough some more <laughs> no i think i think um i'm uh, uh my superpower is kicking in and baking fat bacon <laughs> fat is like oozing out of my throat okay well i guess we should end the show <laughs> no let's talk about that some more let's uh thank you no uh, we're spilled milk <laughs> no thank you <laughs> and, uh, you can find us at spilledmilkpodcast.com where we will not be posting any recipes for bacon uh but we'll link to that cornbread recipe oh, that right. i mentioned yeah whatever um <laughs> uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com uh, slash um, spilled milk podcast. Do you Did think I say that, podcast? Do you think in the future that we could have all kinds of names like a Russian driver named Pick Up and Drop Off or like a seat cushion tester named like. You mean now that Car Talk isn't making new episodes, can we just steal their <laughs> yes! all of their jokes wholesale? Yes. Like after we finish this episode, can we sit around and come up with names? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I think that sounds legal. That uh, once once sure. once they retire, you can just like I really break like, into their house and steal their cars. I really like that they have a like a, a cushion tester named like something something Keister. That's hilarious. Yep, <laughs> um, that's uh, that is that is both funny and the kind of joke that my ninety six year old <laughs> grandfather would make. Um, yeah, we can sit around and think of names for our staff. Great. Could we could we like <clears throat> actually get a staff first? Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. At Facebook.com slash... Wait, we, I already said that. I already said, <laughs> already said Facebook.com slash Spilled Milk Podcast, which is a completely different show. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes, where you can leave us a review. And uh, until next time, thank you for listening uh, to Spilled Milk, the show that's um, sweet, hot, and slightly overcooked. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amsterburton. Uh, yeah, they, they like have uh, um. a smoke extruder. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 